Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast with your host, Big Ken, a retired teacher bringing you lessons each week he's learned in the hobby by taking you behind the table and inside the mind of a dealer and a collector. Sit back and relax. There won't be a test. The only thing being graded here is the cards. Welcome to the Sports Card Lessons Podcast. I'm your host, Big Ken. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a streaming service, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. You'll be notified whenever I drop any new content. Welcome, and thanks for being here. Happy Passover. Happy Easter. Hopefully, you got to be able to spend time with family this week uh, celebrating what it is you celebrate, and it's always great to get together with family. Uh, and wow, it's always great when your sports team here in Connecticut, where I am, are winning national championships, right? Um, we have Quinnipiac men's college hockey, won the national championship last night. Um, they came back from being down 2 nothing. They tied it up late in the third period uh, and won it 10 seconds into overtime. Really exciting. And then the week before that, right, UConn men's basketball, national champion, absolutely dominated the NCAA tournament. It's just great to be a be a sports fan here in Connecticut this year uh, and, you know, give us some bragging rights on our on our college teams. Uh, doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's awesome. And what an exciting hobby weekend for me. Uh, Friday night, uh, I went and hung out with my man, John Newman, Sports Card Nation podcast. Uh, we went out. He was coming down for the show. He was setting up at the show on Saturday. Uh, and he was going to be on the panel Saturday night. So he came down uh, Friday night. So we made arrangements. We went out, had a great dinner and uh, just chopped it up. Uh, you know, hockey cards and, 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 and the hobby and whatever we could come up with. It was just it was a it was a great time. Um, got to hang out all day Saturday at the uh, at a card show set up with my man, Rob, sports card therapist. Man, I tell you, you put the two of us together as nonstop laughs uh, between deals being done. Uh, it just always makes for a great day. And let's jump into the episode today. Uh, Sat, you know, we're we're just I'm just gonna break down the New England card show. You know, we'll start on Saturday. Uh, the show was at the Mass Mutual Center. Um, and first off, it's just great to see everyone that came out. I know it was a holiday weekend, so it was tough for a lot of people. Some of the usual people I I always see, the usuals I see, you know, weren't able to make it because they were doing things with family. It was a holiday weekend, completely understand. Um, you can't make them all. Uh, but those who did come out, it's just great to see people, talk to people. It's always a good time. Um, the show had great attendance. Uh, there was, you know, constant flow of people coming through the show. Um, and for me, newsflash, I bought more than I sold. Uh, I seem to be doing that more lately. Uh, more more kind of than I want to, but, you know, I'm always excited to get great cards. Uh, and this is one of those shows, uh, I think the attendees are, were selling more cards than the dealers, right? And I talked about this, you know, this particular show, Know the Show, so in the past, I've, I've labeled this show as being a better buying show than a selling show as a dealer. Uh, and the last show was a little different. I sold more at the last show 
than I bought. So I said, okay, now we're coming into another show. You know, where's it going to be? Is it going? Am I going to be buying more, selling more? And kind of went back to what I originally know of this show. Uh, it was just a better buying show than a selling show. But that's not that's not that's not a bad thing. Like for me, that that's not a bad thing. And and, and you know, I'm going to get into my my pickups and you know, being able to do what I did at the show, it was definitely a successful day. Uh, I was able to get pickups for my PC. I was able to pick up a card for national. Uh, and I was able to pick up uh, a card that I can, you know, put in, drop right back in my case. Um, and as we go through the episode, I'll talk about them. Um, I started out the day uh, doing a deal with my man, Jordan, uh, at Zips Cards. And, and I just want to talk just briefly about Jordan. I mean, I met him. I was a dealer when I just jumped back into it and started started setting up. Uh, I met him at local shows. He strictly was doing soccer at the time. Um, and we just became friends. We would start messaging. We would talk. We ended up at some some of the same trade nights, you know, outside of the shows. Uh, and then he kind of took me aside and questioned, you know, talk about maybe he was thinking about setting up and things he was thinking about doing more in the hobby, just getting more involved in the hobby. Uh, and then he took a little bit of a hobby break. Uh, and then he came back, you know, a month or two months later with a with a whole new plan. And, uh, you know, he came back a dealer, a buyer, his grading cards and, and all, you know, for me, it was just great to watch his hobby evolution, right? Just to where he, where I met him, where he started and where he is now. Um, and we had talked about things like this along the way. And I've talked about this. I, I get a lot of messages from people who talk to me about setting up and wanting to start setting up and things like that. And, um, I talked to a lot of people at the shows the same way. And, uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say by any means I was mentoring him, but I was always there to answer questions for him. And it's just nice to see where he's gotten to today, uh, as a dealer and not only as a dealer and a friend, but somebody that, you know, I I'm making deals with now. Um, and we did it. We did a deal. He was my first deal of the day. Um, I, we packaged a deal. I, I had a Justin, Justin Fields, this retail red uh, SSP. It was a raw card uh, that I had picked up at the Clinton show. Um, so I threw that with some cash in and uh, I picked up a 2017 Mahomes rated rookie. It's a BGS 9.5, uh, which is a card that can drop right into my case. I'll hold that card up. Um, there you go. If you're uh on YouTube, you'll see the card. It's just the, uh, you know, we've all seen the card, the uh, the rated rookie Mahomes. But it's a, it's a great card, right? It's something I don't mind having in my case. And it's graded, too. So it works for me. And, and I know, uh, you know, in conversation with Jordan, I know he's going to grade this card and, and, you know, take the time to have it graded and see how it works out for him. Uh, I was able to walk the show uh, before it started, and uh, I was able to, just from another dealer, I picked up a Trevor Lawrence uh, Press Proof Yellow PSA 10, and I know, here's all the buzz. It's nothing new. Everybody's talking. 
that, you know, Trevor is going to be the hottest QB rolling into national this year. Uh, so this is a card that I picked up. I was able to pick up well under comps and it just made sense for me to pick this card up because it's a card I can drop into my case because more people in their mind are saying, I, you know, they want to pick up Trevor Lawrence cards. So I don't mind picking these cards up and dropping them, drop them in my case because it's something that the margins are right that I could sell it at a good price and make a little money. And um, I'll hold this card up. And I love the coloring on this card. I love the yellow. And of course, it's it's got the uh, Jaguar green around the inside of it. And it's just, it's such a good looking card. When I walked up and I saw it in the case, immediately my eyes just locked onto it. And I'm like, wow, this, that's a card I want to put in my case. And, and I think other people feel the same way. Uh, also walking around before the show started, I was able to pick up a Desmond Ritter uh, Spectra. Uh, RPA numbered uh, 125, just a really sick patch on this card. And I talked talk last week about picking uh, up uh, Ritter stuff, uh, doing a little low-budget prospecting, right? Hoping to move these either before national or at national. So this is kind of a play for me. And I talked about it. If I can get these cards cheap enough and I can, I can make money on them, I mean, that's setting up at these shows. I, I need to put cards in my case that I can make money on, and I need to put a plan together. So a little bit of prospecting on him, but I have a feeling that he's got a good supporting cast around him, and he probably has one of the better chances of being named the starter, and when he does, I can put them all up for sale, and I'll just hold this up so you can see the, uh, see the patch on that card. It's just unbelievable it's, it's so nice and i'll probably have this card graded uh probably will go out shortly to be graded uh so the day went on uh, it was a good day it was busy it was busy for a while it slowed down um you know in the afternoon i saw an older couple uh you know going table to table they had a box they were they were you know trying to sell some cards um and you overhear what people are talking about. And I mean, I'm not sure how well they did selling the cards. It seemed like they weren't selling anything. And they got closer to my table. I heard them mentioning they had written a written house card. And, you know, the gentleman was saying it was he was trying to explain low pop. But he was saying, you know, if if you call the PSA, they'll you know, they'll, they'll tell you it's it's a, a better card than all the rest of them. Didn't actually know how to say, it, but I kind of got the idea of what he was explaining. Um, so I watched them kind of go around and, you know, eventually they're going to get to my table. Right. So so they get to my table and they look at my cases and he says, oh, I have something for you. And immediately he pulled out a hockey card uh, that I looked at that I really wasn't that interested in. And uh, I said, well, what, what, where's those Rittenhouse cards you were talking about? The uh, you know, the low, low numbered or low pop cards. He goes, Oh yeah, let me pull those out. So he pulled two cards out. They were 2013. They were uh WNBA rookie cards. Um, Brittany Griner, number one draft pick. It's a PSA eight. It's a pop 12. Uh, and I will hold that card up. A really nice looking card. Uh, and the, Elena Della Dawn, the number two draft pick, PSA 8.5, and this is a pop two. 
And when he pulled them out, I was really excited. I mean, I love this, uh, you know, the, the women's sports cards, uh, you know, soccer, basketball. Um, and I said, hey, how much are you looking to get for these cards? And, of course, we had to get into a whole conversation. Um, but what he was looking for on the cards were, were just too pra- I, In my opinion, he wanted to get $1,200 for these two cards, and it was just they were just way over. The problem is they're such they're older cards, they're low pop cards, and there's no recent sale of the cards. Um, I don't mind paying fair price for them because I'm getting them for my PC, um, but I'm certainly not going to pay overpriced. And the twelve hundred was way overpriced. Um, so I talked a little bit about maybe you know trading cards with him. Um, and I quickly realized that they were from upstate New York and they were on their way to the MGM casino and they needed cash. They weren't looking to pick up any other cards. Um, they were looking for cash. So we worked back and forth for a while and I ended up making a deal. Uh, and I kind of explained to him too, at first he, and I, and I don't want to think, sound like I'm pressuring him into like, I'm the only guy in the room that's going to buy the cards. There possibly could have been other people interested in buying the cards. Um, but I said, look, I, I, I know I've watched you walk around. I've watched you pull cards out of your box and I watch you not sell any of the cards. I said, so you probably get an idea of what most people at this point are asking for the cards. Um. I'm not sure what else you were trying to sell besides the hockey and the basketball, but these were the only cards that I would probably be interested in and I would buy them for myself. They would be my PC cards. And um, if you were looking at cash, I, I could just get to half of what you're looking for on the cards. And I don't want to waste a lot of time back and forth because if, if you're really stuck on that 1200 mark, then we're way too far apart. I would be more comfortable around 600 to buy these cards. And I think that was a fair offer um, for, for both those cards. And we ended up getting a deal done. And, you know, I think they were happy at the end. They were smiling. I was happy. I got some cards to go in my PC. Um, and again, I've talked about this, not only going to my PC, but a couple of low pop cards. So I was pretty excited about that. Um, so later in the day, Move on to my next pickup. Um, it was probably about, mm, I would think around four o'clock. And I had been thinking because trade night uh, and the, pan, the, the panel that I was going to be on uh, at the Basketball Hall of Fame, all was happening from six to seven, and then since trade night was starting at seven. I felt a late rush was going to come in um, because the last time we had this show and there was uh, the, a panel and a trade night, I I knew I did most of my business, most of my sales came late in the day. So I was hoping for that, and it got to be around four o'clock, and it didn't seem like anyone knew was really showing up. So I started thinking, ah, maybe I should just pack up uh, and head over early, maybe grab something to eat and head over. I decided, you know what, there's no need to rush over there. Maybe maybe I'll make a last minute sale. Maybe something will come up. Maybe another dealer who's packing up will stop by. 
Um, so I just decided to stay. And right about quarter to five, a uh, guy comes to my table with, you know, with a, with a box of cards. You know, he says, are you buying? Absolutely. We'll take a look. So one of the first cards I pulled out was a Bill Russell auto card. And I knew my guy, Rob, would be completely interested in this card. So I called him over. I said, hey, check this out. So while they were making a deal, I was you know, going through his box, checking out his cards. Um, and I came across uh, a 2020 Panini Select Joe Burrow Maroon Prism PSA 10. Um, so when he was done with Rob, I worked out a worked out a deal with him. The guy was super easy to make a deal with. Um, and it was a card that I would pick up and put in my box to go to national. So again, uh, this is a 2020 Panini Select Joe Burrow Maroon Prism PSA 10. And I will hold that up. just a great looking card uh, and, and just a card that I'll hold, I'll hold that card. Cause I know that card will fly out of my case um, at national. So that'll definitely go in the, in the national box. So I was excited about that deal. And uh, right as I was saying, okay, I'm going to start packing up. Um, I looked over, I see my man Chuck bird over there and uh, he had a crowd around him all day. He does a lot of buying as well. And he was by himself. And I said, oh, I'm going to run over and say hi to Chuck. So I ran over uh, just chatting a little bit and looking at his case. I looked down and I noticed he's as a, a 1994 upper deck World Cup soccer card, Mia Ham card. I was like, wow, new card. And he goes, no, I think I've had that a while. I said, I don't think I've ever seen that in your case. And I always stop and talk to Chuck. So pulled it out, made an easy deal. Chuck is probably one of the easiest people to deal with at the shows made an e easy deal. And I picked that card up and it's just another PC card. Uh, and I'll just hold that up too. Um, just another excited, another card I'm excited to have. Sorry about the lighting. Oh, there we go. Um, so I'm pumped about having that card and, uh, and that card's not as low pop. Uh, I think the pop on that was like 120 or 121, something like that on the card. But still, very excited to have it. It'll end up in the in this case behind me um, with the rest of the uh, women's soccer. So it was definitely a good day. You know, I picked up a number of cards I was really excited to have, and and I probably looked through 40 or 50 cases. You know, on Saturday. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of high end stuff. And, and, and I'm going to say one thing, and I've talked about this and I, and I want to think maybe I've taken a little bit of credit in this, but I mean, I'm not the only one that thinks this obviously, but I noticed a lot of people showing up with, uh, you know, with their case in hand in a backpack and, uh, dropping those cases. And I'm going through those cases and thinking to myself, these all look like really stale cards. Like I was just going through boxes and boxes of stale cards. And I had one card somebody was interested in and they said, Oh, I'm really interested in this card. You know, would you think we could trade? And I said, well, let me see what you have. And I said, no. And he kind of walked off and he turned back. He goes, all right, hold on a minute. And he takes his backpack off and he takes another box out of there. Now the here was all his fire. Here was all his high end cards in there. We never got a deal done, but I started thinking to myself, I said, maybe this is why I'm not, you know, people are just coming up and they're, they're just hoping that somebody's going to be interested in buying some of their lower end cards. Um, 
And I understand it because I kind of do the same thing myself. I'd rather, you know, be in control and put the cards out that I want. Um, but it gets tiring going through, you know, cases, you know, it, it, I, I'm telling you, I would go through cases of fire all day and it was like, okay, I have to make up my mind. What am I buying? What am I not going to buy? And, and I've noticed lately a lot of the, the, the cards showing up that there's, there's a separate box or a bag or a inside a jacket, but there's always, there's always another, there's always some better cards somewhere else. And those cards come out when, when I, when a deal really needs to be done. So I appreciate that on one hand, but on the other hand, I, I, I'm starting to recognize the, uh, the cases that don't have much in them. I'm happy to look through them because you never know what you're going to find never know what you're going to find and and you would be doing yourself a disservice if you said no nah, I'm 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 good I don't want to look in that box because it's the one box you don't look in is probably the you is the when you missed out on the card you would have wanted the most so with that said show's over five o'clock pack it up head over to the basketball hall of fame um all the guys that were coming over uh, for the panel, it was great to meet these guys in person, right? I've communicated with, with most, almost all one. I know I didn't, but all, most people I've communicated either uh, through Instagram or email um, or text, just one way or another, I've, I've reached out and I've communicated uh, with the people that were going to be on the panel, but it, it, it's so great to meet people in person. And if you're in this hobby, it happens a lot, especially if you get to go to national or, um, you know, some of the, some, you know, the bigger, the bigger shows, because whether you're on Facebook or Instagram and you do a deal with somebody, you know, you always end up, you start communicating with them and some of the same guys are selling some of the same stuff, or it could be a promoter of a show or a store or whatever it is. And you, you become friends with these people and you never, you've never met them in person. So I just think it's awesome to meet them in person. And when I was at national last year, a handful of people, I talked about this came up to the table and said, Hey, Ken, how you doing? I look up, I'm like, great. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, who is this person? Because I've never seen them before. And then they'll say, I'm like, oh my God, we talk all the time, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's always great to meet, to meet people in person. And, and what an all-star lineup for the panel. Uh, you know, Rob, sports card therapist, he put this all together and he emceed it. Just did an awesome job doing it. Uh, Jonathan, basketball card guy there, uh, really great guy. I mean, they're all really great guys. Mike, MC sports cards. Chris Costa, Card Vault, John Newman, Sports Card Nation, uh, and uh, Jake, 90s B-Ball Cards. It was just a good time. You know, I think the uh, I think the the the, the show would have the the panel audience would have been even more well, more, you know, better attended if it wasn't the night before uh, Easter. Uh, but there was still a decent crowd there, and uh, I know there's a it, it's circulating now online and if you can go out and find it, it was great. I mean, just, just the information that was coming. I was in awe. I mean, I was honored to be part of this panel with the rest of these guys and uh, just some of the information that I could put out there was just, just great information for anybody, for anybody, whether you're just starting out or you've been in the hobby for years and years, it was just really, it was really great 
information, great conversation. So that's how my night ended. I never ended up going into trade night because it was an exhausting, you know, two days with Friday night and then all day Saturday and Saturday night. Uh, and then, you know, a long, you know, not a long drive, but a little over an hour drive home from there. Um, and I knew I wanted to get home to watch the, uh, the Quinnipiac, uh, national championship game. So that's where, that's where, you know, my night ended, but you know, overall, um, the show was a, a success, uh, and on, on a buying end for me, it, it was a, a success. You know, I sold, I sold some stuff too. Uh, and just, you know, whatever I sold was reinvested back into the day, but that's okay. Um, some of these shows you go to, you know, you, you talk about, you know, the national and I, and I talk about this a lot and you're going to hear about this a lot moving forward, uh, all the way up to July. Right. But it's like the super bowl of the hobby. And, and if you think about it that way, you know, the, the, the teams who, no matter what's happening, September, you've seen teams, you know, like the Patriots go 0 and 3 and then come back and, you know, end up winning a Super Bowl. So it doesn't matter where, you know, where you're starting from and how you start and what the shows look like. You could have really great shows. You could have really bad shows. You could have good buying shows. You could have good selling shows. Right. But it's all, it's all like, working on what you're working on just to get, you know, to national. And I think after national, right, it's almost like a reset in the hobby and whatever it's going to happen happens. And then it's like a new year and you move on. So right now, everything we do, uh, these buying, these shows that we show up to that are a good buying show, I'm going to try to buy things to put in my, my box that, you know, I'm going to be taking to national. Um, also keeping in mind, I have a PC, so I don't mind picking up some PC cards when they come up, when they come up. And it seems like they show up. It almost seems like every show I do, a PC card now shows up all the time, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, I seem to be finding more and more cards now that I can put in my box for national and I can select, I can be very selective about what I'm putting in my cases too. Only going to be picking up stuff. If I'm going to be buying a car to drop in my case, it needs to work for me. Right. And I'm learning no matter how long I'm doing it, it's still learning because this hobby is always changing. It's, it's forever changing. And the people who are hot today may not be hot tomorrow. Right. And, and if you can forecast, who do you think, you know, is going to be, hot next month, next week, next month, in a few months, going to national, whatever. If you forecast correctly, it could be very successful. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Um, so every show, whether it is just a really big show, a great show, or just a little show. If you get out, if, if you've got a plan and things to do in the hobby, whether you're a dealer or just buying it to sell online or things like that, you really don't know what, what's hot and what's selling unless you really get out there. Um, you know, they talk about having your finger on the pulse of the hobby and, you know, just going out to these shows and just having these conversations and talking to people and hearing everybody's opinion. And it helps you, you know, formulate your own and, and, and helps, helps me put a strategy together, right. For, uh, 
for what I'm doing and what I'm what I'm moving forward, what I'm planning on, what I'm getting at. So it's uh, it's an exciting time right now. It's really an exciting time in the hobby. Uh, you know, you've got some stuff just coming to an end, some stuff just picking up. Everyone looking forward to national. You mentioned national. People's faces light up. They're just so excited for it. And and you know that's what we do. It's just it's just getting ready every week is like is like a game, right? It's like it's like a game in 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 your league. That's just getting you ready for the big game to get to prepare for the big game uh, in July. So with that said, I'm gonna finish it here. Uh, I'll be back Thursday with another episode. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. And if you like what you hear, please like, definitely subscribe. And most importantly, tell a friend and spread the word. And until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. 